have they felt God breaking in? What has been their story within the 25 years of Vineyard Pine Rivers? And we looked at the history, significant events, moves of God, memories and people who have served here and who have now Lord, the Lord has moved on. And we're busy working hard to broad a maturing culture of women and men and leaders in our local church and in the kingdom of God. So it's a great joy. It's also our great joy to disciple and train children so that they too can pray and see God's power at work changing the world. So as a local church, we've got an incredible history, an incredible testimony to the work of God here, and we've got a really bright future together as we go about busy and equipping and training the next generation. In Australia, we currently have 19 churches that we are serving as national directors. We give vision, we resource the local church pastors, and we um, empower and help church plants. So that's part of our role as national directors and the, and the Vineyard Church office here. VCA, which again, there's another lovely acronym that the Vineyard loves. Um, VCA, Vineyard Churches Australia, relies on the financial generosity of each and every local church. So again, we contribute, each local church contributes to a pool that helps fund the work of Vineyard Churches Australia. And with those resources, again, we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and we've been organising an pr annual prayer summit. We value prayer. It's important we start the year off with prayer for all our churches and where the Lord might want to take us. We have a leadership conference, training leaders, not just people who are already leaders, but um, emerging leaders. If God has even got the smallest inkling of talking to you, come and tell us. We want to invest in emerging leaders. Um, and we do a national gathering for anyone who too belongs to the vineyard every year. And that's for any person to come that belongs to a vineyard church or who doesn't, who is interested in just coming and having a wonderful time of worship and teaching. We also train local churches in their legal infrastructures and policies, so our role is to help support them in that and then to ensure they have all they need for them to be productive and that they can have that there, file it away and be about the work of the kingdom but know that you know they have got their T's crossed and their I's dotted. And um, we assist local church pastors and their local leadership teams. So we're wholeheartedly committed to seeing people meet Jesus and fall in love with him and from that we want new churches being planted within our movement. So we felt a real stirring while we were away to start to push the accelerator on the church planting. We feel like that's where God's heart is moving and so we're keeping our eyes fixed on him. We love the expression of worship that comes from worshippers and songwritings and we've committed to seeing more leaders developed in worship and serving God in their local communities. So we've facilitated worship retreats where worship leaders and teams come together for a weekend and we're committed to see more of the creative heart of God being expressed through his people with art and dance. 
so that we're facilitating some creative arts workshops around the nation as well. So how do we serve? How do Kirk and I serve? Um, it's probably been a few years since we've talked about this and we thought it might be good just to show you again how we spend our time. In a sense, we are bivocational pastors. We have two part-time jobs, um, but it's oddly they're both in the one place. And so where as Kirk as the senior pastor here is employed for two days a week and I'm employed here also as a senior pastor for two and a half days a week. Pine Rivers pays our wages for that time, those two, two and a half days. And then as national directors um, for VCA, Kirk is employed three days a week and I'm employed one and a half days a week and VCA pays our wages. So on any given day, you'll see us here, apart from the few times we travel, we're always in that office behind the welcome wall there, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Fridays, but you won't see us on a Thursday because that's our day off. Um, and we, bo we both work out of that same place doing both roles. And as much as I would like to box it in and go, this, this day I'm going to do this work and this day I'm going to do this work, it sort of all gets connected in this beautiful way that the Lord does it and we just flow between the two. So if you come knocking on our door, never think that you're disturbing us or that we're not available. We, we are here and present and... Um, we're in the office and we're here working. So that means we're working for the local church and Vineyard Australia all at the same time. We have some very beautiful servant-hearted and gifted pastoral leadership here at Pine Rivers in our assistant pastors with Scott and Belinda and our associate pastors with Trent and Karen who help us in many, many ways both when we're here and when we're away travelling. And we have a really great leadership team and elders and church board who are fully committed to following Jesus and see his church, meaning the people, all of you, flourish and grow in your relationship and love for Jesus and to focus on the things that matter to him. So to, to finish, just put that one more. <clears throat> just to uh, talk again, it's good to just revisit our, again, what is our mission here at Pine Rivers Vineyard? Our mission is to love God wholeheartedly and to love people unconditionally. What does that look like as our vision? To be the people of Jesus who through a lifestyle of worship and mercy draw people into intimacy with Jesus. So we love Jesus, the person of Jesus, and that through our lifestyle of simply worshipping him um, as his disciples, which is what we're all called to do, we have an overflow out of us to love others and to show mercy. And the very mercy that we received, we get the opportunity, as the Holy Spirit shows us, to give that away to people and to draw them into relationship and to be the people of Jesus who through loving relationships heal and equip every disciple to advance the kingdom of God in Pine Rivers and to the world. So God wants to use each and every one of us to walk life alongside of each other, telling our story of Jesus 
and how he's changed our lives, praying for each other and seeing the Holy Spirit grow us up together so we can lead others to our amazing Father. So we just thought that would um, just really good again to reflect again on that about who we are and why we're here. And we've been here for 25 years and with following the Lord and in the power of his spirit, we hope to be here for another hundred. We won't be. Some of us won't be, but we are following the Lord to continue to hand this away and to have Vineyard Pine Rivers be all that God wants her to be. So thank you. Thanks, Nick. Um, just a quick response from me before Kurt comes up. So um, we love what um, Jesus is doing here. We love who Jesus has called this church to be. And what's really exciting about what Kirk and Nick have just shared is um, we have a, like, the, the people that are in this building is an amazing blessing from the Lord. There is, you might think, well, how does that work? Part-time, part-time, how does that work? As Nick just said, there's an incredible investment and God's been really purposeful about building up um, the leadership team, um, a board, and also an eldership team that exists across this church. And I've got to tell you, the richness of what is in amongst that group of people is phenomenal. We've got um, ex, not ex-pastors, they are pastors. We've got pastors who have done, been around for a, a long time and done pastoring. Um, we've got people that have been involved in business and, and are helping out on the board with all the finances. We've got a, a rich history of people throughout the vineyard movement, um, through the planting of this church, through the people that have been across and served in all different places across the world. If you get to hear some of the stories from those people, you should listen because they're phenomenal stories of what God's done. It's not to say that everything was building to this moment, but God uses everything in the people for his glory and for the good of his people. And it's evident to all of us that that's the case in terms of Kirk and Nick's role and what they're doing, that God has built up a group of people knowing what was going to happen with them in the national director role. And so we're really excited. I'm kind of speaking a little bit on behalf of all of those three teams right now to say we bless Kirk and Nick. And there is a really high accountability factor that's going on with them as well. Just ask them how many times on a Thursday I message to go, how's your day going off, guys? Yeah, it's a great, they love it. It's awesome. <laughs> that's just a practical thing. But there is really high accountability. Lots of conversation from these guys asking, do you, what are you hearing from the Lord? What are you seeing? So like, they have, we have full permission to speak into their lives as much as they do in ours. And so it's a really exciting I don't want to say leadership structure, I want to say relationship that is going on in and amongst us here to see the glory of God spread through the Vineyard Church here in Australia and in the world. So um, from this isn't a case of Kirk and Nick Tellus and we toe the line and everybody follows. Um, sometimes they might have to drop the hammer. No, it doesn't happen much at all. But we we are in this relationship together, seeking Jesus. What happens here is what is happening on that national director and global level. We're all going after Jesus. We're all wanting to hear him. We want to see more of the kingdom come. So we're excited for the journey we're on. We're excited for what the Lord is doing and how things are structured. 
right now. If you've got any questions, you can see Kirk and Nick, but also if you want, um, you don't feel comfortable talking to Kirk and Nick, you can come to any, myself or uh, Belinda, Trent and Karen. Um, Kate is on the board and David and Carol are here representing elders. You can come to any of us and ask us questions. Nothing's hidden. It's all good. You can come and ask those questions. So um, we bless you guys. We love you in, in that role. And we're very, very excited for what God's doing uh, in and through you and how we get to benefit. How many local churches get to say they get the blessings of a national director meeting come back into their church and being released to them? It's, it's very exciting and very awesome. So bless you guys. Thanks for the update and thanks for your honesty and openness. Let's give these guys a clap and just say thank you to the Lord for all they're doing. Thanks, Scott. <clears throat> it's, a, it's an incredible ride, isn't it, when, I mean, Nicole and I often find ourselves sitting in rooms or in conversations with people and we, and we just kind of nudge each other and we go, what are we even doing here? You know, how did God even think of this to put someone like us in that space? And, and it's a, it's a, it really is a bit of a ride. And um, But at the same time, it's not just a ride, it's a revelation. And it's a revelation on a few fronts. One is it's a revelation of Jesus as the head of his church getting to lead his people the way he wants to lead people. And secondly, it's a bit of a revelation on actually what God has invested into our life of following him for the sake of others. For the sake of others, and and it's one of the one of the um, one of the other things along the way that we're discovering is the further you say yes to Jesus, the more you say yes to Jesus, and um, you know this started out for us when we in our young married life together in our early twenties, and God had us um, in go to North Queensland and engage in a conversation with churches in Townsville to discern whether or not we should go to Townsville. And at that time when Nicole and I were living just down the road here in a little townhouse, little two-bedroom townhouse, we just bought our first major appliance, which was a dishwasher. We'd saved and saved and saved and we just bought this dishwasher. You know, we had this... It might sound small at the time to, to the scale of things now, but we'd had our first little loan on a townhouse and it, our loan was like $88,000. But that was huge for a full-time student and someone earning, I think you were earning about $22,000 at the, at the time and interest rates were like 15% at the time. It was like, but anyway, we'd managed to save and save and save. We just bought this dishwasher, our first big appliance, you know, and then Jesus says, I want you to come with me on a conversation about maybe moving to North Queensland. And so we started the conversation and, and, the, and the Lord knew how much the dishwasher meant to us, <laughs> you know. And this might sound silly, but what I'm driving at, you'll get in a minute. Um, and, and so the dishwasher was very important to us. And so before we even... Before I even got on the plane and went to Townsville for this series of interviews over a weekend with all of these people, and as a young 23, 4-year-old at the time, I can't remember, it was around there, 
um, sitting in this room with all of these senior people who've been doing life and kingdom and all of that for a long time, feeling very small. Before we went, we made one request of the Lord. It said, Lord, we'll know it's you if there's space for our dishwasher to come with us. That might sound really cheesy, but that's where we were at. And so I fly to North Queensland. Nicole didn't come for the interviews, but I was up there for the interviews. And in the midst of the interviews, uh, they said, oh, look, we'll show you the, the, um, the place, the house that you'll be living in next door to the church, you know, the old manse. And they walked us in there and it, it was, uh, the house had been semi-renovated. It still looked like it had stepped out in 1970. It had mission brown walnut kitchen benches and lime green bench tops. It was, oh, it was a bit of a clash. But anyway, that's, it was what it was. But, you know, crazy enough, they had, for whatever reason, in their renos, made room for a dishwasher. And so I, when I had the chance, I get on the phone to Nick, I said, hey, Nick, uh, I think we might be moving to Townsville. There's, there's space for the dishwasher. Now, I share that story because that's where we first said together, we said, yes, Lord. That's, that's what we just said, yes, Lord. And the Lord, know, knowing what was important to us, he said, I'm going to care for that as well. And we've just continued over, you know, we're turning 50 next year, but every day since, it's just been this journey of the practical realities of following Jesus in our everyday life, of taking the time to listen to him and then say, yes, Lord. Now, we've all got those going on. Yes, Lord. And so, you know, Nicole shows those great pictures of us sitting in the room with these people that are doing all this, like, strategizing for the sake of the world to know Jesus. And it sounds all really high-end, but it's all these people that have just along the way brought their dishwashers before the Lord and said, please, Lord, remember what's important to me because we, we know that we're important to you, but we're going to say yes, Lord. And there's, so we're sitting in this room full of people that just say yes. You know, that's the, that's the way of the kingdom. That's the way of the people of the kingdom. It's the way of the people of Jesus. That's what Jesus said. Now, we're, we're, we're touching into it this weekend. Next weekend is... Is, is we're pushing into the Easter weekend. And, and, and if you remember anything of the account of Jesus, even in the midst of what was a very intense, pressurised series of events, he just said, Father, not my will, yours. Yours be done. And he trusted himself into the arms of God. Now, he had to go to the cross, and I can understand why you would want to sweat blood about that. But, you know, for us, God knew where we were at and he welcomed the conversation that was very important to us, which at that time was a dishwasher. Funny story. A number of years later, when Nicole and I finished working in Townsville and we were on our way, we'd sold up everything we'd had except for the dishwasher. Except for the dishwasher. We moved it back to Brisbane while Nicole and I went overseas and we were exploring the vineyard movement overseas for for a season. Uh, we put and and then and then we moved 
back from overseas and we moved back into the little townhouse and we got the dishwasher out of storage and put it back in there again. And then we realised, actually, our family is growing and so we needed a bigger house. And so we started to pray, Lord, give us, we need a bigger house. So we put, we put the house on the market, the two-bedroom townhouse, on the market for what we paid for it because it hadn't improved over you know, that period of time. And uh, so we put it on the market for 88000 because that's what we bought it for. And after a while, this lady entered into a contract with us. And so she's, you know, signed it, you know, subject to all of the sort of things that you have to do, you know, bug inspection, building inspection, da 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 And then she wrote on the bottom, and, uh, and I want the dishwasher. So we said... All right, we'll give it to you for a thousand dollars. I think we bought it for about six hundred. A thousand dollars, and she signed it. She said, "Yep, I'll take it." So it's like the dishwasher was like <laughs> just returned more than our original investment. I was just like, "God, you are crazy." That's so funny. But anyway, that was just a little bit of a journey, you know. And so when you're hearing us talking about the life of Pine Rivers Vineyard, we're talking about you. We're talking about you. We're talking about us together following Jesus with everything that he asks and the the response of our hearts and the posture of our lives would always be, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, for your greater glory and for the well-being of other people. Now, I want to quickly finish what I started last weekend where I was talking about the nature of waiting before God and how we live in a really busy time um, culturally to be able to actually learn to wait and be patient and wait on the Lord. You know, the Lord continues and has placed, there's things that he's placed in your heart and your life even as he's placed them in my heart and my life, the moment you said yes to him, that you have not seen come to pass. You know, we, we're, we're now like, have you, do you, I mean, it's the flip of a page. You know, the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi. Book of Malachi. And you flip one page, it's the Gospel of Matthew. But the flip of that one page, it's 400 years of waiting. The people of God had to wait 400 years and hold and posture the things that he had spoken of his great plans and glory for the sake of the world through their life together. 400 years. And yet somehow the people of God, there's a grace that comes from God to be able to navigate both the prophetic promises of God of and of his kingdom that has come and yet at the same time learn to carry the expectation of what is still to come. That's one of the graces that's on this vineyard movement. 
all over the world, we are a people who have been asked by the Lord to carry and walk and illustrate to the world what it means to be able to live in the power of the fullness of the kingdom come in Jesus in the here and now and at the same time be the people who carry and walk and illustrate the deep groanings of the Holy Spirit for the kingdom yet to come. We are a people of tension. That is who the vineyard is. And one of the there's other parts of the body of Christ that that want to hold theological positions where they go, sorry, it's all about the future. The kingdom is not until then, and we just need to bunker down and suck it up. There's theological positions that hold that. That's that's not who God's called the vineyard to be. There's people who, on the other end of things as well, hold theological positions that say it is all done, it is all finished, it is all named, it is all claimed, it is all here, we're waiting for nothing. That is not who we are. We are a people who live in the tension of those two truths, those two truths, and we learn to live in the tension of that. And that's a really challenging place to live, isn't it? When you carry something that you know is for right now and yet you're still waiting for it to happen. And yet you see glimpses of it right now and yet it's just a a preview of what's fully yet to come. The vineyard is an amazing testimony to Jesus in the earth. Of all of the parts of the body of Christ, no better, no worse, but an important part of the body of Christ. He's asked us to be the people of his kingdom. The people who carry the ministry of Jesus and the message of Jesus. Of the now and the not yet. That's why, I don't know if you heard it this morning in our, in our worship. Did you hear the tension? In the tension of the worship this morning, it was a beautiful illustration. On the one hand, there's this great praise and declaration. Jesus, you are king. You are forever reigning. You are forever ruling. Nothing will ever stop you. You're the king, full stop. And yet, within the few strums of a guitar, at the same time, we're crying out, How long, O Lord? That's who we are. We're the people who are prepared to live in that tension for the sake of the world to know that God's kingdom has come and is coming. And I tell you, I don't know if if, it might just be me, but some days I don't like living in that space (laughs) and the tension and the pressure of living in those spaces. And yet God's continual invitation to each of us is, Follow me. Follow me. With the power of the Spirit, let me walk you into this circumstance and this situation. We're, you know, Nicole said just before, we're, we're 25 years old as a local church and we, we're just next year, we're, gonna, we, we're already working on next, we work about three years in advance at the moment. It's like doing our head in. Pray for us. But at the same time, we're like out there, we're going, next year we're just going to have a, we're going to celebrate the story of God, and at the same time, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be saying, come on, God, there's more to this than we've already experienced, and we want the more. 
We want the more. We want to be that church that was, will just say, yes, Lord, we'll follow you. We'll go. We'll go there because that's who you've made us to be, kingdom people.